Welcome to Draw One Last Breath podcast. My name is Matt. And I'm Paul. We, on this week's episode, have been and watched Colour Out of Space. That's correct, Matthew. Starring the amazing Nicolas Cage. We have our Summer to Scream about this week, which is going to be an interesting one. We're going to be chatting about gateway horror and our experiences as we young boys. And our movie from the vault is 1988's dead heat a film a film which i didn't even know existed until last episode we'll get to that mate so you worry. how are you i'm very good mate very good. good good ready to smash lots of stuff been happening in the world of horror i've been mm-hmm. busy mm. busy watching it more fright fest movies have been coming out mm. so we just had the wonderful bliss which is on shudder mm. at the moment and i hear that is smashing it so fucking great all you people watching that we managed to get a copy but so that's that's you know that's a good that's a good fit. Well done, another one out, one of one out on a streaming service. So we just had Haunt drop on Amazon Prime. We have indeed, which we wanted to go and see, but we didn't get tickets. Um, I watched it, mm, and so have. have you? Mm. What did you think? I really liked it. I thought it was kind of quite. I thought, oh, it's going to be a bit like the same old stuff but it was actually quite reinvented well we knew this is why we want to see it because it was produced by Eli Roth mm. and it's got that sort of charmy of the gore and that sort of side of things almost like a sore um, kind of. movie do you, know, do you know what I thought I could describe it as best that if Art the Clown opened a haunted house right and employed the people to run it <laughs> yeah that's pretty fucking good actually <laughs> Yeah, that is pretty fucking good synopsis. Uh, but uh, that's because it's kind of, kind of, there was some interesting new things that it brought to the table. I thought. Yeah, good level of yeah. gore, good level of scares. I liked mm. it, and good, you know, good, good acting. Yeah, good humour. Um, another one from Fright Fest I watched in the last couple of weeks was mm. the Girl on the Third Floor, which is now Netflix. Mm. Fucking great! How good is that? Yeah, we've talked about this previously, haven't we? Briefly. Um, yeah, because I. I I couldn't wait. I had to. I had to rent it off Amazon when it was actually to buy. I didn't know it was going to come out that soon on other platforms, but I only paid about three quid. But yeah, I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, it was really it, good. The old um, CM Punk's in it as yeah. the lead, and he's fucking great. I know. Good lead. It's 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 scary. It's eerie. Um, unique. I say it's quite quite unique. It's all about sort of a haunted house. I would say. Mm. Um, but yeah, and I really enjoyed it. It's really, kind of, really enjoyed it. The car takes twists and turns, and you don't know what the hell's going on, which is what I like about it. I think. Yeah, good levels of gore, really and good level good of um, sort of like, I would say David Cronenberg esque moments in it as well. If, for those Cronenberg fans out well, the there, the guy that did the effects on this was the same guy that did the effects on Lords of Chaos. Really? Yeah. Okay. Cool. That makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Definitely worth a watch. That one and easy accessible for all you netflix fans out there yeah i'll get on it man because it's definitely worth a watch so yeah fright festa like and it, and it won obviously at fangoria awards yeah but first the best feature it's 
nice to see these Frightfest movies become that we see that mm. are, that become accessible. Well, on the on the on the Frightfest movie thing, I've uh, I went and watched a couple actually. I watched. I don't know if I've talked about this before. Daniel isn't real. That's that up, that's been on my list to go yeah, and watch. That was interesting. But uh, the other one I've been wanting to watch for a long, long time was um, Harpoon. Okay, so is that getting a uh, Arrow release? It's really, it's out now. All right, well we yeah. want to buy that. Yeah, and then we're going to speak to the, you know a little chatty with the director. Definitely, I won't right. say anything about it. But yeah, we'll get we'll, we'll chat about it again. Have you bought it? Have you got a copy? I might have. Ooh, okay, cool. Well, I'm looking forward to watching that. And then the other one I want kind of want to see still. Um, so what you said, there's Daniel isn't real, and then come to Daddy with Elijah Wood. Yeah, yeah. There's there's also another one called from Fight Face Happy Face. That I'm still waiting for it oh, to come okay. out. Okay, and Tales from the Lodge as well, which I don't know. There's the other female director. That's come out. I think that's on Netflix or something like that. I haven't seen it on Netflix. If it is, I would have smashed that. I'm sure. I'm sure it's on some streaming service somewhere, but it's definitely out to buy. I know that for acts. All right, cool. So yeah, and we don't we we don't usually see. Fright Fest movies get a release to maybe like two years later. Not so that quick. Not yeah. this quick. So it's really good. Um, so obviously a really good caliber of movies. <coughs> um, what else has been going on? I suppose I, one more one more thing which I watched in the last couple of weeks was um, a new TV series which mm. dropped on Netflix, um, which is called I Am Not Okay With This with Sophie Ellis from uh from it. Stranger, stranger things producers from strange things producers you can see their 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 you know oh big time blood and sweat and shavings all over it shavings i don't know what that is <laughs> um but yeah you can see their stamp all over it it's 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 good and it's a teenage drama can you relate to it <laughs> <laughs> it's but with this really dark um I want to say I don't want to say superhero vibe, but there's something like Chronicle out of it, something like that. And then I got the feeling it was going to be like a Carrie esque thing. Yeah, okay, it's definitely got Carrie, Carrie written all over it. You're not really sure it, what ear, the ear is really weird as well. Mm. So I think it's set in now, but it's because it's set in this like nowhere place. Mm. The clothes are so drab and dreary, and it kind of it doesn't make it look eighties. But I don't know. It's just like that sort of ninety, a, a real era feel to it. It's really kind of cool. Cool. Um, so definitely worth. And I think because of the main dude, or the his her sort of mate in it is from the he's from uh, it movie as well. He plays Stan. Oh, I thought it was him. Yeah, I didn't it's, know. I it's thought, him. I really thought it was that. He also plays young. I, thought I knew him from somewhere. Young <laughs> Quill in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, right. He's, okay. He's, if you're looking at his like IMDb, he's done mm. a lot, and. Um, He's fantastic, isn't it? I've seen the trailer and he, he seems like the, the quick talking friend or something like yeah. that. Yeah, it's a real level of quirkiness, and I think he that's why he bring that he brings the confusion with the era because his dress sense and stuff like that. Okay. and I was in obsession with like so he's got a real good music quality to it. Okay, that's all I say. And then the ending, fuck me. Oh, you watched it all? I smashed it. It was twenty oh minutes. They're, they're twenty minute. Don't episodes. tell me the ending. They're twenty minute episodes. Oh, is so, it? Yeah. In oh, out. now I'm interested. In and out. See, I was like, in and out. Mate. Yeah, I know. Just said that, mate. They're 20 minute episodes, so it's so accessible. So yeah, definitely worth to go. I'm check doing out. that then, without <laughs> doubt, because yeah. I thought I was gonna have to sit there and watch a teenage like drama <laughs> thing for like 45 minutes. No, no, no. And you know, I gave you the um, zombie one that we watched recently. You like that? What's that? The, the one that? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I watched. I've done that all. Yeah. I've done it all. 
So that's my that's my lot. That's what I've been up to. That's what I've been watching. <clears throat> what have you been up to? What have you been watching? Um, I watched this. Well, I've been off ill, so I just sat in bed watching TV. Yeah, like, a lot of editing on this one, folks. It's going to be coughing. I did what well, I did watch some kind of like horrors. I watched one um uh, a little Colombian film um that came out. It just literally like came out at work, so I thought I'd give it a whirl to see what it was like because it's just. It didn't really strike me as horror, but it had a horror, horrific side to it. So you could you could put it in the uh, kind of horror genre, definitely. Okay. But it's called like Monos, and it's um it's really it's a really strange film, and it's about these kids or a group of kids that are um kind of like trained on this kind of in the mountain tops or something. They're trained. They're being trained. It doesn't really say what they're doing. They're part of some sort of kind of militia group or something like that um and it follows them as a group is is a it's got a little bit of a lord of the flies-esque feel to it but um i don't want to spoil it and kind of you know but it follows them and the journey they take through what happens to them but it's quite interesting and it's pretty crazy in places um but it's level blood gore and all that sort of stuff there's some gore in it yeah definitely definitely some gore um but yeah, it's definitely it's a real interesting watch, and it's just nice to see a, a, a kind of like um, a, a foreign movie, like again, like, and it sold really well. So it's definitely worth a watch. And the other thing I watched, last thing I watched, um, that I've been wanting to watch for freaking ages, but I, I didn't realise it's on any streaming services, but it's on Shudder, and it's called The Battery. The Battery? Yeah. Well, and I don't know about that. Well, this is surprising because it's a zombie movie. Right, um, and it's uh, got uh, got the guy Graham Skipper. He's out of he's he's in Bliss, but he's also got a new movie coming out as well soon called After Midnight. But in this movie, the battery is about two guys that are, were part of a baseball team, and they're kind of it's obviously a zombie apocalypse. It doesn't show you to run up to it or anything. It just starts with them two, um, but it kind of follows them what happens to them. But it's shot on a really low budget it's really really clever and just when you think all the kind of zombie stuff's <laughs> been done and this was brought out in 2012 so real late to the game but um it's cool to see something that's completely different but check it out mate you'll yeah? really dig it all right i'll give you'll that really a shout like it. it's cool it's got it's got some good little one-liners in it it really kind of makes you feel like you're taking the journey with these two people because it's got like hardly any cast in it so it's really 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 kind of close-knit and just yeah it's just really clever it's really good i enjoyed it all right mate i'll give that a shout i'll get yeah. my shutter on mm. all right sweet but i think after midnight sounds really cool as well because i read the synopsis on it and it's about a guy in a house and every night a monster visits his house <laughs> it just sounds fucking crazy sounds simple simple plot but yeah, yeah. but i, I think like it's going to be another kind of low low budget kind of thing we like them all right, good shout, mate. Yeah, right. not asking that. You got any actual news news for us? I've got some bloody news. Go for it. I'm going to bring you some news. Bloody wow. news. Where do we start? Where do we start? Okay. Um, Candyman trailer dropped. Yes, it did. Boom. So the written and produced by Jordan Peele and directed by Nia Alacosta, I think her name is. Okay. So you've got a female director attached to it. Um, but obviously, of the buzz is around Jordan Peele. Of course, but he didn't direct it, so he wrote it, produced it. But um, sound theme tune, 
Yeah. Um, but the track, the, 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 the trade looks good. Yeah. And the cool. caliber of actors looks fucking interesting. You've got Matey Boy from um, The Wire in it. Um, and doesn't he play Tyrese? I think he plays Tyrese in um, Walking Dead. Oh, okay. I believe he's in it. Yeah, it is him. And um, yeah, it just looks, it's, it's a not a remake that we thought it was going to be. It's looks no, like we kind of knew that. Oh, did we? Well, I yeah. can't remember if we talked about it, but it looks like a sequel. Then we talked about it quite a long time okay. ago. Okay, so it looks like it looks like the stuff that's happened. They, you know, they know about the curse, and the you know they've the, kind of brought it up to date, haven't they? They just brought it up to date. It looks quite interesting. A lot of people saying Candyman, 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 etc. In it, you scared to say it. Oh, don't know what you're saying. <laughs> I'm not in front of a mirror. Oh, there's a mirror there. I'm not going to say it. Don't want to hook in my. In my gullet, <laughs> but yeah, mate, the first time. Yeah, I'm buzzing for that. So, and the and the poster looks awesome, like yeah, that hook with the dripping really honey, because cool. that came out first, didn't it? A couple yeah, of days before. Yeah, hit Instagram. Didn't so it, like, they mental. they're doing well. I think you know if they do a like a similar like it, that could be all over buses and all sorts of stuff if they get on it, because mm. that that is quite synonymous. You had the clown on the side of buses and side of bus state. So why not this big hook? Yeah, yeah, we we'll see. But I like I like the look of it. Cool. Um, well, I got there was a toy convention. That's correct in New York, wasn't it? Right, and there was a New York toy convention. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff which they yeah, brought out for this yeah. pops and all. Like, Necker have been like showcasing everything. Yes, and I wanted to bring out a couple of things which I'm looking at at the moment. Oh really? Well, I never buy Necker, but oh my god, it's so bloody tempting when these two. So in front of me, I'm going to show you a picture. I'm sure you've seen it. So you got yeah, um, yeah, um, Brody um, and Quint oh, with a load of gear, man. Come on, I don't need to say that. But it, they do look fucking cool. <laughs> but they're dolls. At the end of the day, I can't. Can I justify getting a doll? I don't know. These, however, look. F- wow, you've got other dolls at home. This is true. It's so, under your bed. it's so tempting. They look fucking great. And then they've got a massive Gremlins two range as well. Um, the one I picked out was Greta. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of those. Is like they brought out some others before that. Because I always wanted that. Remember, we went to Comic Con and there's that massive. That was many, many years ago. Diecast, um, spike. It was. I think it's going for life like size. Ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah. I never. I don't have that much disposable income. But you did the, at that time. I didn't. Yeah, you did. I really didn't. Yeah, and did. then the cash. And then um, and then over the years they just got more and more expensive. If you didn't buy. Although the terracotta paint for your bedroom. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and all those bottles of absinthe. Right. You've been able to afford that. Really? Hands down. Okay. Well, I, I made my choices. And there was loads of other stuff there, like not just NECA, which is fucking cool. Like there was like the, the stuff I saw at like New York Comic Con I went to a couple yeah. of years ago. About yeah. Um, they had like Jack in the Boxes and all sorts of stuff from other companies. Lots and lots of horror shit. I did see that they're bringing out um, Vic Crowley from Hatchet as well. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I he couldn't believe that. He looks fucking cool. That looks pretty cool, yeah. Oh, mate. All right. And, you know, hot off the press, mate. Mm-hmm. You know, on what we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, yeah. I think we've got to stay on this, bitch. Chris Evans is in talk to play Orin Scrivello in Little Shop Horrors. That's the dentist. Right, so we have... Okay, so... Is that confirmed, though? Was it actually confirmed? I don't know what's confirmed. That's a good shout, though, because he is fucking... Quality. I've been watching Scott Kil- uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the yeah, yeah, world, yeah. and that, that he's genius in that. I can see him in this role. Yeah, definitely. I want to be a dentist. He could play the Steve Martin role. Mate, this Why is not? Quality. 
But do you know who's tipped to play um, Aubrey? Oh, I have Audrey. read it. Audrey. Audrey, not Aubrey again, <laughs> fuck's sake. You could, maybe they call her Aubrey in the, in the remake just for me, because otherwise I'm going to get it wrong. Who? I, I've read it. Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah. And you, she's actually a singer. She's got albums out. Wow. So, so let's think. So we've got a good band. Of that's a, a bit weird, though. Him and Captain America and Black Widow. Knocking out... Well, because he does... In the movie, he gives her a punch, doesn't he? Oh, she I has that big shine. that. No. Mm, probably roll reverse that. <laughs> but none of that. Taron Egerton as the sort of geeky... As the Rick Moranis. I'm liking this. That's good. That's good casting. That's Rick Moranis, actually, on that note, is coming back to do Honey, I Shrunk the Fucking Kids. Oh, or right. some kind of Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Shrunk he the kids is coming out... Again, again, again. He's coming out of retirement. I know. That's I know, exciting. Same he couldn't come out for um, Ghostbusters, or did he? We'll see. Mm. Okay, so there you go. What else have we got? I think I've got one more, a couple more bits. Um, Ryan Murphy's recently revealed a, the new American Horror Story 10 cast is going to include Sarah Paulson, Evan Peters. Again. And <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. How is it? A fucking ace of that. That's quite cool, man. That's cool. He's because he, he looks, he sort of looks weird now. He's older. He's, he's got his own podcast, and he, that he does. Yeah. So I think he doesn't do really much else than that. But that'd be interesting he's to see got him a back, band. He's got a band, doesn't he? Acting again. That's pretty cool. He's done a couple of bits, and I think he's done voice some voice work still. Hmm. But you know, he's known for that fucking film. He can't get. How can you get away with that? And he, he had a good run, Richie Rich. You know, he had a good, <laughs> a good run. run. He had a good run, but. I don't know, man. I like I, after seeing like his brother, like Rory, and, like even Kieran McCulkin as well. It's done in a few bits. Why not, mm. mate? Let's have him back on the screen in okay. American Horror Story. So now I'm quite interested because I like the last one. Apocalypse, mm. Apocalypse was awesome, and Sci-Fi has ordered. Apocalypse wasn't the last one. Apocalypse was the last one. No, it wasn't. It was the one about the slasher. Oh shit, and I never watched it. Never watched oh, it. Oh, bollocks. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to have to watch the bloody smash <laughs> one now. Uh, Sorry to correct you. That'll be on Netflix can't, soon. Can't, we can't have our horror cards well, taken away. All of them are up to Apocalypse, are up to that on Netflix at the moment. So I'm guessing that will come on Netflix soon. Oh, of course, you haven't got Sky, have you? No. Okay, and this is another thing that I won't be able to watch on now, but I'll go to tell everyone about it because I'm jealous. Sci Fi has ordered um, a Day of the Dead series. Ooh. Have you heard about this? No, I haven't Have heard, heard, heard about this. this. Sci-Fi has given a 10-episode order for a series based on George A. Romero's classic zombie film, Dare the Dead. It is reported to be an intense story of six strangers trying to survive the first 24 hours of the undead evasion. Now, that synopsis doesn't say Day of the Dead to me. It says, like, Dawn of mm. the Dead to me. Maybe, the, yeah. So Using that kind of as a... And Day of the Dead is not about is about the 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 army and experimentation. Uh, that's a weird synopsis for me. Mm, have they got it wrong? But obviously they've already, Sci-Fi already asked her for the Chucky as well. So we'll see what happens. Um, it's expected to air on Sci-Fi in twenty twenty one. So that's next year. We'll see what happens with that. Keep a close mm. eye out. But that is all my news. Awesome. What you got? Nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, dude, I've been in bed ill. <laughs> That's perfect time to do some reading. I no, know, like... Because um, I'm not like you. When I'm actually ill, I'm actually ill. And of... I rest and get sleep. Whatever. That's a, that's like perfect time to do. just go on your phone, in my opinion. But, you know... Your sick days are different to mine. Well, that's mine are real. 
That's because you're a sick, <laughs> sick little child. That's basically. Should have had, like, you know, you could have had you Matt's there sitting there with his TV at the end of his bed. Damn right. I don't know. Just a shame. Real shame. I know a couple of podcasts have got a bit of horror um, attached to Obviously, Boo Crew and stuff got just had Lee one hour on. You know? So there are talks of the guy who just done Invisible Man. And uh, Mark Woodjat's podcast, Mark and Me. He's just interviewed Bernard Rose. Mm, I saw that. That's quite, oh, cool. So there you go. That's a good. That's a good. That's a fucking good one. So go and listen to those. Right then, I suppose we better get on to our main review. If you've got no no news, let's do it. And then everything just blew up. Big flash, like a pink light. Or actually, I don't even know what color it was. It wasn't like any color I'd ever seen before. Looks like a meteorite. You mean it's radioactive? I mean, it's from space, right? Meteorites are generally no more dangerous than ordinary rocks. Right, this this episode's main review, we decided to go for color out of space. Not color out of shape. No, nothing like that. Fucking Foo Fighters album has been in my head all bloody week. But a film called Colour Out of Shape. It um, comes from a director called Richard... Colour Out of Space. <laughs> comes from director Richard Stanley. And it stars Nicolas Cage, um, Jolie Richardson, Madeline Arthur, Elliot Knight, Tommy Chong's in there, out of Cheech yeah, and Chong. That's fucking great. Brendan Mayer and Julian Hillard are the main sort of crew. And mo- most of those make up the Gardner family. The film basically is about a secluded farm is struck by a strange meteorite which has apocalyptic consequences for the family living there and possibly the world. Yeah, we don't really know what happens afterward. Think Sliver. Think Joss Whedon's... Uh, not Joss Whedon. James Gunn's Sliver. You know, something crashing to Earth and you've got a fucking idea about what this movie is is about-ish. Yeah? Is that fair? Maybe. You don't remember <laughs> that movie? I don't know. You remember Sliver, don't you? Yeah, yeah, I remember Sliver. Fucking yeah. Rooker. Fucking great. Possibly. This is a fucking whack to do fucking movie. Very colourful. I mean, it's in the fucking title. The colours in this are just spectacular. It's kind of a trip at some stage, at some type space. What, what was your initial thoughts on it? Yeah, I, I really, yeah, that, the, like you said, the colour throughout is really clever. Really, really good. Um, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not a massive, like, HP Lovecraft kind of person which is obviously based on the book and stuff I, I haven't read any maybe that's my problem maybe i don't get it and stuff hp look no, let's talk it through so he did he's in he's in, he's sort of there for re- reanimator any yeah right he's got his hoodwinks on that cthulhu cthulhu that's all there's him. obviously a yeah. couple of good old stories out there of hp Lovecraft. maybe we need to get closer to mr lovecraft maybe, maybe. we should do something to scream about at some stage on hp lovecraft maybe yeah but I, I mean, ourselves. I'd, yeah i need maybe i need some education on it because there's obviously loads of references completely throughout this movie like the names and oh, okay like people's names that's why they're kind of strange like they're not the normal names you would normally you know some of the names are not normal ones that you'd hear i'm sure they're from the books or something like that right okay well Bearing in mind, I didn't know it was a H.P. Lovecraft the yeah. thing. <laughs> I just enjoyed it as its own thing. Didn't even I'll have to do the 
geeky stuff at some stage, but at the moment I can just enjoy just this. Geeky. Well, you know, it's got a bit of history. I've just, I've just heard a lot of things about it and like read stuff about it. That, that was what it was about. Um, but yeah, I liked, I liked it. It was, um, yeah, interesting. Where do we start? <laughs> well, I don't you know. Just talking about like, okay, so it's got the actors and stuff in it. I think there was some the family and the sort of unit that they've sort of put together. I thought it was very, very well put together. Um, the the actress. The sort of main one, Madeline Arthur, that plays Levin Levina. Um, I thought she was. Le- yeah, what was her name? Um, Madeline Arthur. Yeah. Uh, I thought she was brilliant. She was like, you know, I'd like to see more from her. Yeah, I think she's probably got some. Uh, gonna be in some other stuff, I reckon, because she was really, really good. And this is Richard Stanley, the guy who did The Island of Doctor Monroe. This is his first well, movie since he then. Didn't do that movie. Right. He got chucked off. Okay. Literally before they finished it, like, but the funniest thing is, um, he literally got chucked, he literally got paid the full fee to direct that movie and they let him keep the money because it was in his contract and that. <laughs> so he got millions of dollars for it. But he actually came back and he played one of the monsters right. on, on the island uh, and stuff. And then he literally went in hiding for like years. He literally went and kind of bought a cave somewhere and went into hiding for years and apparently came up with this idea and came out with it. Um, well, I think it's really it's a, interesting. I think it's a fucking very interesting movie. It's interesting. I don't know if I liked it. Okay. Well, let me I tell don't you know if I liked how it. I felt about it then. Go for it. Because I thought the fucking, again, like I said, the sci-fi element was great. I thought when the thing came down and did what it did, it created this sort of like real spacey, sort of lucid dream sort of kind of thing mm. going on. You had Nicolas Cage playing Nicolas Cage at some stages. I thought he was just fucking brilliant. Yeah. Nicolas Cage. He was the best thing about this for me. He had some proper... And the llama. Nic- yeah, and the alpacas. Alpacas. Not llamas, alpacas. sorry, dude. They're alpacas. So think Zombievers. It's got some good practical special effects think in it. Zombievers? Oh, mate. Those, How bit, are you on about? There's fucking mutant alpacas in it at one stage. Yeah, but they're not Zombievers. All right. But think about... <laughs> Think about the bit. God, give the guy some credit. Jesus. Think about the practical effects involved in this. In the one of the goriest parts of the movie. I don't doubt that, mate. The, the no, special effects are brilliant. Yeah, but where the mum gets smashed in with the fucking I son. D- the, uh, this did you whole not get thing, that? I did not like. I did not like it. It freaked me out. Yeah. I did not like it. Good. It made me. Should freak you out. It made me feel just weird yeah I just didn't like it I don't like feeling like that it made you feel uneasy yeah. you hear that folks that is a fucking honest uh, honest sort of like I didn't like it <sighs> I didn't like that whole part it just I like that you didn't I like that you didn't like, like it the little kid like all going oh mate it's so and like it's like they didn't even care about the little kid either nah all they cared about was the mum it was so and fucking she just dark. kept wailing it was just weird Oh, I loved so it. Weird. I loved it. And I fucking, I thought it was so dark and so twisted that they would do this. Mm. Um, you know, Spoilers, by the way. Well, whatever. This is a spoiler <laughs> podcast. This is, that bit is just fucking nuts. All right. That's worth going and watch the film alone just to see the effects the really, really good. I, I, I wish they could have showed more. It just felt like they were, li- I don't know if it was due to budgets and stuff, but they didn't a lot. I felt like I wanted to kind of, like in a weird way see more of what was going on because I just felt like they could have shown a bit more because it was interesting it was really well done 
but I think because of the way they shot it, it was just like you got little peaks and kind of they weren't revealing everything. But yeah, I think it had a fair budget on it. It didn't look um, it didn't look low budget. It no. looked well no, shot. No, no, no. Looked... Don't get me wrong. It didn't look low budget, but I would have liked to see more of that stuff. Yeah, I think because they used. Um, I think that the, if I remember right, they used I, all their money on Nick Nick Cage. Well, it's six million budget, six million pound budget, and he took five probably. Hasn't <laughs> made honestly, hasn't made his money back at the box office at all. It's not even taken a million pounds gross domestic. It was, um, but it'll, cl- it'll clean something. up when it comes out. On Mate, this has got cult written all over it. This has got yeah. not the comet sort of. Um, Night of the Creeps sort of vibe on it. Oh, come on, mate. I had a real no, fucking ease vibe, not really. Not at all. No, not even I, I love the little side vibe. Fuck. Not even there. I like bits like, I like the wow bit and the little creatures. Um, <coughs> I like the way it was shot and, and I think it, like the soundtrack all the way through it. It's really clever. Very I clever. Very trippy. Nicholas Cage was, actors was good. I just wasn't complete, for me personally, I just, the storyline didn't grip me that much and it's just like I don't want to really know the ins and outs of what it is and you're not supposed to know all this shit I know that but it just it didn't really I don't know it just it didn't grab me like and I don't know like other films I just wasn't that keen on it Uh, although I do like loads of different elements of these this movie I I don't know why but personally it just didn't didn't feel it's amazing got, to me it's got rewatchability all over it for me because there are bits that I like what would like to see again that's cool I, I thought the acting was very very good it was I good. thought the interaction between all the, the the guys were really good I liked the see I, I thought the interaction horror. was good between them but then there's certain bits that I was just like I just felt like I don't know like when that bit happened to the mum and the son it just they didn't seem that freaked out by it and I don't know whether that's got to do with the thing controlling them or whatever. Yeah. But they didn't, I, I, they just didn't seem that freaked out. It went very trippy at one stage as well, didn't it? Like they all sort of like almost got themselves like turned inside out and all sorts of stuff. Going yeah. On. It's fucking weird. It's a weird watch. Um, sort of starts off, it starts off with a nice build up, and then the end just, it's just like the colours that start like getting into you. If you could tripping your balls off watching this that'd be quite funny because <laughs> the purples and all the different colors that sort of imagine he producing. was when he did it <laughs> yeah it is it is insane and definitely definitely worth a watch it's definitely worth a watch it's almost yeah. one that we would expect to see at fright fest and stuff like that yeah i'm surprised that i don't yeah i'm surprised that it didn't it must have not know, been finished it's just like too late yeah but yeah fucking great i really uh i really dig i really dug it cool um, that's good and i thought it's it definitely worth going to watch but um, not much more to say about it, to be honest, though. Can't yeah. go in depth in it, not if you like, didn't like it. <laughs> but what, okay, then interesting. I just said I liked elements of All it. Right. I liked I'm things in, about it. I'm interested to see how you rate it. Um, I'd say for me, it's probably five breaths out of ten. Fucking hell, I'm going seven. So this is the, we're quite we're quite um, far away. On this one. May, maybe I just went in with high expectations because I've heard a lot of people do love this movie and a lot of people raving about it a lot of people raving about Nicolas Cage in the movie I don't he was good in the movie don't get me wrong but I just don't I just for some reason I, it just lacked something for me I don't know what it was just it just I was just expecting a bit more other stuff it hit me what. right in the ball sack 
good saying i really uh <coughs> i'm happy for you i really enjoyed it okay good. Well, that's, no, that's good that's good no, like, like, nice i little, can't like everything mate nice little tight review all right cool good seven out of ten breaths for, <laughs> for you <laughs> i guess that's six then for yeah yeah i'll go with that. Last breath. all right fair um we've got to talk about what's next and yes. we have already reviewed a movie from this director from 2018's Fright Fest. We yeah. watched Upgrade. Which Bloody we great movie. Fucking loved. It was in our top 10 of the year. Fucking great movie. Mm. Lee Marnell. And we fucking knew that he was going to go on and do something awesome. Yeah. yeah. And lo and behold, he's at the helm of this film, The Invisible Man, which has got a lot of. Um, a lot of buzz around it. A lot of buzz, a lot of marketing. You know, this mm. looks like one of the, they were trying to make it the horror of the year. We'll see. Um, but there is a lot of buzz around this one. Elizabeth Moss is heading it, and we do like Elizabeth Moss. Absolutely. I think she's great. But you obviously are complaint for the last couple of months is that we've seen a lot of it. Well, <laughs> so. yeah. The trailer does show a lot. I don't want to see any more trailers. No. Because I forgot about a lot of things So since then. So, yeah, I just want to go in completely blind and get this watched because I've heard lots of buzz about it. It's out next. It's out next week, so we'll go and see that, and that'll be our next review. So absolutely, look, we'll I'm see looking if forward to it. Kicks off the horror because there's a lot of a lot of movies that can be coming out in the next couple of months. We've got Quiet Place Two, you know, we've got Candyman, we've got Fancy Island, we've got The Hunt, we've got a lot of movies. A mm. lot of things are going to be uh, be coming out, and we won't be able to watch them all, but we'll try and pick the ones for you. Cool. All right, then let's move on to our something to scream about. about. Nice. Lovely. Thank you, Paul. Um, so this week we've decided we're going to chat about kind of the situation about gateway horror. We're going to talk about our experiences, what scared us as children, and what we think gateway horror is to us. So we're just going to have a little conversation on it, really. So do you want to hit me with some of your kind of experiences as a, a young boy? Okay, well, we did talk about it sort of briefly on our first episode. So, yeah, but I want to hear, on this one, I want to hear more about your experiences from an early age. From I don't want to be hearing about, I want to hear about like what things scared you. Okay. What scared well, you, I'm, I'm, scared I'm you looking, I've kid. been looking at... That, that kind of freaked you out. It doesn't have to be horror yeah, in general. Yeah, that's what I've sort of Good. gone with. Good. So I've gone with like stuff that I've watched pre-12 Ooh. That's what I got. So I haven't gone like in ah. this is not from a an English perspective, secondary school. So pre secondary school we're looking Definitely. at. Yeah, yeah. Why not? And the stuff that so I watched a lot of stuff with my mum. My mum mm. was like always into um Stephen King and we had a big Stephen King book collection. I was obsessed with picking them out um and looking at the covers and stuff like that. Look at the freaky covers. I like, yeah. the it. With the drain, I got to have the old one and stuff like that. Pet Cemetery, Salem's Lot with that vampire on the front. It's yeah. just like those sorts of things. Yeah, they just that. looked intriguing to me. They yeah. were always just like, fuck, I want to read these, these big fucking books. And then there's books which I read, The Solitary Rain, um, which was about owls. <laughs> and it's a quite it had some quite moments in there where they were. What was it? Stephen King book? It wasn't a Stephen King book. It's an old, old, I think it's, I think it's a children's book. Um, and it's just about, but it had some elements of like where they would kill the, um, 
the mice and stuff like that. and it went into quite detail in terms okay. of how they did that and my mum at the time was reading these books called dunstan dunstan woods and dunstan something or other and she used to tell me about that these were fucking huge books okay and she used to tell me about the fact that they were like i couldn't read them because they had like maybe swear words in or something like that. and they had some real bits in there where they'd use barbed wire for like torture and stuff like that in there it's really weird i gotta read them at some stage and find what out what was your mum into man she liked a horror um kinky yeah <laughs> and then there was warship down you know oh yeah, yeah. Kids. everyone's seen that, that. Freaked me out actually yeah the first swear word i probably heard yeah. on the seagull piss off the french <laughs> it's fucking great hearing that fucking swear but there were some dark bits yeah the, when they got that myxomatosis the mixomatosis bit the weird fuck me and that like, was scary they, get, they foam at the mouth yeah and, like real weird but even at the yeah, end that, like, i forgot about that that's, that's a scary one man so you had that then you had my sort of other other horror, which I sort of watched. I, I'll pick out a few of the the ones that I watched at sort of around people's houses cause, and, and at mine. So Poltergeist 3 was one of the first ones I watched. Yeah. Um, not Poltergeist 1 or 2. Really? I, always remember, oh, I remember that first one I watched. I would feel have been, for you, man. Would have been Poltergeist 3. But had some for a it's, few it's moments. Right. The bit right. where yeah, she's yeah. coming out of the parking lot. The yeah, end, you know the mirror bit where you run around the mirror. It's got some scary little bits in it. Yeah, I mean exactly. When you're a kid, you don't really care yeah. about the order of things anyway, did you really? I wouldn't really classify that as gateway horror, but it's one of the ones which I sort of watched. Well, yeah, but it's what scared, if it scared yeah. you. Charles Play Two. Yeah, I was more obsessed with that and the covers and stuff you saw in the cinema. But Charles Play Two is great, and it wasn't mm. really scary. I would thought I actually loved watching that. You know, I can vividly remember the first time I watched it and stuff, and where I was. It mm. really affected me, really got me into horror in a big way. And I don't think it's like scared me. Okay. That's the difference. Whereas Jaws, <coughs> oh God. we were allowed to watch, we all were allowed to watch. Yeah. And I think everybody was allowed to watch that. And I don't know. Because it's what, a PG. Ta- tell me, yeah, but I know it's a PG, but tell me what parents thought, <laughs> that, why, why they thought that was acceptable to show. You and your kid. <laughs> I don't know. Because, Cause, dude, I was so young, right? I was so stupid that I was so scared to even have a bath. Oh, mate, I was scared about it. Because I thought the Jaws <laughs> was going to kill me. But it was. I'm it was serious. That, is, that Jaws is gateway horror. Hmm. It's Spielberg. And it's so joyful and so uplifting at some stage. And yet it's so fucking twisted and dark and scary. Yeah. But and the, it's got a severed head in it. It's, it's, it's got a kid getting eaten by a shark on a lilo. It's not only that. It's like what happens to Quint, oh, mate. That, we were we we were as kids violent. We were making like um, videos, home videos. I remember of that moment and stuff like that. It was yeah. crazy, man. Ghostbusters one and two. Yeah, yeah. Not all, that, that not really two. scary. Two one, mm, yeah. but one the ghost bit at the library. Forget everything yeah. else in the movie. That ghost bit in the library is Mind you, scary. I did let my little one watch Ghostbusters too because I thought, oh, it's actually not that scary. I think that's gateway. And there's a bit where they go in the subway you probably forgot about. I know, I know what you're talking about. Actually heads on pikes. Oh. Severed heads on spikes. That's awesome. <laughs> and I totally forgot. I was like, oh, turn that off now. <laughs> Gremlins 1 and 2. Mm. Bit of swearing in the first one. Two's probably a bit more fun, but it's still creepy ish with a spider and i didn't really like spiders comical but, mm, more comical yeah. whereas like the first yeah, one had that melting gremlin yeah, yeah. at the end mm. it's way more violent the first one yeah beetlejuice not really scary but depends what kind of kid you are i suppose like if you think about some yeah, the shrunken head well, no. tell me what you're scared of didn't, stop pussyfooting oh, around it with monster squad things that you think that scare people get into it Okay, so these are the two. So I was the, the things that I that stuck with me from when I was a kid. Nightmare on Elm Street Part Two. Yeah. The, Why? 
because I literally just st- uh, stuck a VHS on, right? Didn't have a label, stuck it on and wanted to see what was on. It was late at night. I think, I don't know, I'd just come downstairs and I was like, what's this? And I was like, off and it, and it freaked me the fuck you out. You thought it was one of your dad's mucky tapes, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> I was too young to think about mucky tapes. But it had um, Freddy on, it's, in, it's the bit in the, the scene where he's getting a glass of water just after having a dream in, and he's just been on the, he's on the bus and they're in the cavern and they got the scraping along the top oh, of the yeah. bus and he wakes up, he goes downstairs and Freddy's in the back garden. That's all I watched and I turn it off and I fucking scared the shit out of me. Mm. And that stuck with me and I couldn't watch Freddy Mm. until i was 18 i wouldn't watch it I thought so this... it was like the one it was the one horror movie that was like a step too far Mate, i didn't even get that far because I, <laughs> I i literally i think i was probably spoke about this before where I, I was halfway down the stairs and my sister would tape a program that would be on in the early hours in the morning she'd tape it and it was like a blockbuster top 10 in america at that time and i came down and i was looking through the balusters and this was in the morning so it was like bright and sunny outside and all I saw was like literally a 10 second clip of like a trailer for Nightmare on Arm Street 1 and literally that scared the shit out of me. I couldn't sleep for days. It, it literally scared me that much. That, and that wasn't even watching the film. It's not gateway horror, but it Absolutely fucking not. scared the shit out of me when I was a yeah. kid. Um, another thing it did was V. Yeah. yeah. I talked about V quite a lot, yeah, jokingly and stuff like that. But You've got your own V podcast coming out soon, right? Definitely. I mean, there were some bits in V. Um, it was a Sky One that, that was on at the time. I used to watch it with my mum because my mum was in it. Jason Donovan. No, not Jason Donovan. <laughs> Donovan, his name was, the guy. And it had Michael Ironside in it as well. It's, <laughs> I don't know. It's fucking great. It is such a cool fucking TV show. Yeah. But there are moments in it, the the sort of people um, farming that they do, kind mm. of freaky. But there's two bits which stuck with me that freak me out to this day. There's one where somebody's given birth and she's had sex with uh, one of the the visitors and she gives birth to a normal baby. Hmm. Uh, no, no. Yes, she gives it a normal baby and she's like, oh, cool. And then a little tongue comes out. And it's like a little lizard tongue out of the normal baby. But then a fucking other baby comes out and it's a fucking lizard. <laughs> and it's and they like and they all back off and cry and it comes out on its own and it's just like screaming and stuff it's such a weird scene but that stuck with me man there's another one which i would love to see this episode is it like a torture device or a, where they have this weird thing in the sand which just keeps on moving anything in sand that moves that you can't see kind of freaks me out a little bit mm-hmm. like these little starfish and stuff that live in the sand it's sort of move the sand it freaks me out a little bit because of this Trammers. because of this moment yeah, well, yeah. Huh. Don't horror. It's just, yeah, so V has some moments in it. And then obviously this is the one mm. sort of got us all, is it. We watched this as kids mm. because it has that coming of age feel. Yeah. And it's a clown. But fuck me, it's scary as fucking balls, man. Yeah. It is scary. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It stick, yeah. it stick with you. It would stick with you. That That's sort of my sort of gateway. Mm. Other movies, when I was a bit younger... E.T. Um, no, I agree yeah. totally. It's freaked me out. My mum took me to the cinema watch that when I was way too young. <laughs> and the bit where you don't know what he is, or yeah. I remember I didn't even it's have like a, a fucking little mushroom. When she took me to the cinema to watch this, I did not know what it was, right? So I'm thinking, oh, there's a boy, and he throws the ball into like the shed, and then it rolls out, 
and it's just like this is scary and then when they reveal it and he makes that fucking noise i freaked out i think i even think my mum took me out of it because it freaked me out <laughs> It's, it's, but it is it's, it's scary crazy to think about even, even the bit where he's like hidden in the toys mm. and they dress him up as a girl and he's hidden in the fluffy toy that freaked me out when i was a kid really freaked me out dark moments in that movie massively that has definitely got some horror elements to it man close encounters of the third kind hmm. that was fun see, i watched that when i was quite older oh see i watched that so when i, I was watch that very, very young hmm. very drunk because i think my mum must have been a dreyfus fan and stuff like that and oh, we watched it and I never got over that fucking... I never got over the potato-making scene where he's yeah, making yeah. the fucking thing out of potato. Yeah. Stuck me. And then the kid going out of the fucking um, dog... The the dog... Whatever you call it. Cat flap. The dog flap. Oh, cat right, flap. Okay. And the lights. There's some freaky bits in that. Freaky bits. Mm. Yeah. That's sort of my... Picks that would have scared me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Is yeah, that yeah, sort of what you're yeah. after? Yeah, 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 definitely. Right. I've got other movies that I think were, that I think should be gateway horror. We'll discuss that. Let's go in a minute. Okay, Let so we we'll, have a little. We'll, go. Yeah, go on. Let's let's listen to your scariness as a kid. Well, when I was a kid, I think obviously we've touched on ET, so I'm not going to go there. There's a couple of <laughs> the things. ET was a big one, was it? Definitely was up there, but Angels. But I'd say another one that freaked me out quite a lot when I watched when I was young. Was um, you know, Raul Dahl, the witches. Fuck, that's a good one, mate. That you go and watch that film now. It's, Angelica Houston, oh, mate, it's messed up that end bit when they're all revealing themselves and what they want to do. They literally want to like kill children. That is their aim of the end. They just want to kill children. It's my favourite Raul Dahl book. It's mental. It's crazy, and the the worst thing is, well, the worst thing. Funniest thing is we used to go on family holidays to Newquay <laughs> and I was walking along with my little brother at the time and he was only probably about, I don't know, four or five. And I went, oh, I went, oh, Rich, I said, check out the hotel up there because it's where they filmed the, the Royal Dollar Witches. There's the hotel on the beach, Newquay. And I said, that's where they filmed the witches. And it freaked him out so much that he couldn't get to sleep down <laughs> 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 <Give him> <laughs> Um, that's a stunning yeah. it's a stunning hotel that was one thing that really kind of scared mate me. that's a great show I'd forgotten about that to be honest a, doing, a new, doing a new one with yeah, um, no, yeah. what's her face uh, Anne Hathaway this yeah. year um, the other thing I don't know if you remember do you remember a TV show I think it might be on Channel 4 called The Storyteller hmm. it's done by Jim Henson Hen, uh, Jim Henson doesn't ring a bell and it was like kind of folk story tales and it was all about different characters, and there, there was one about a boy that was like that was like a hedgehog and stuff like that. Did it come from a group, um, a load of books with, te- and then yeah, it come I with think tapes? So. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. sister's got my sister because my sister was obsessed with this. Yeah, yeah. And it's like the well, she's the same age as me. Yeah, so the em- the emperor of, with no clothes and all that sort okay. of sorts of stuff. She's got all the the whole collection. Right, she bought right. it on eBay, found it. Oh, really? The ones on tape, they're like cassette. They came with cassette. Wow, cassettes. it's such a weird thing. But they're oh, like, wow. they, they're, they do the makeup and stuff was really cool and prosthetics and all that. Really clever. But that freaked me out when I was a kid. But I said one of the biggest things, the youngest memory I can remember is when I sat down and I watched a film called The Last Starfighter. It's an okay. amazing movie. But there's one bit in it where the guy walks up to the bed and he thinks his brother's in it or oh, I can't I think it's his brother or is it, it might be his mum actually goes up to the bed 
and because he is away they replace him with this kind of kind of like not an ai it's kind of an alien or person and it's sleeping and when it sleeps it obviously changes and when she goes up to the bed she pulls the bed back and it's just like a jelly man or like jelly and like eyeballs and it's freaky as fuck it's like it's it's crazy man it's pg <laughs> and it's like how did they get away jaws is a fucking pg it scared the crap out of me man jaws, it, like, jaws it was so scary but there's other stuff that used to scare me as well like the start of the labyrinth freaked me out. Yeah. And the goblins in the cupboard. Ah, those two puppets are just fucking you too know. real, man. <coughs> as it goes on, it doesn't get as bad. You know? But things like Old that. And, and then we go, we like, and I think one of the biggest ones in my life, and I think it's in a lot of people's, and it'll probably be in yours, was, again, not exactly horror, but a horrifying, horrifying scene in a movie was when the horse dies in Never Ending Story. Oh, like what's his name? Uh, Traxor or something? No, it's not. I Axon. can't remember what his name is. <laughs> but um, when he dies, it, that's the first time I, you know, you ever, he, he don't come back. The city's gone. And that, I just so remember that sad, scene being harrowing. He's like being pulled in the mud and oh, he's no. trying to pull him out. can't remember his name now. You're thinking of the big white dog, innit? Balthazar, or whatever. I can't remember his name now. But that, yeah, that freaked me out. Like, that was sad. And more sad than scary, I suppose. But then uh, we, we've got, like, you know, other things that, that scare us, you know. But a lot of Roald Dahl stuff was a bit weird. Like, the books kind of just weird and scary, weren't they? But... They were all, they were all pretty fucking weird. But then even when I was a kid, when you used to get home from school, there's a it's like kind of weird, more than scary. Do you remember Round the Twist? <laughs> have you ever? Exactly. Have you ever like this? Some of that stuff was Strange weird. Strange things happen. And then, yeah. And I don't know if you ever watched Eerie in Indiana as well. Do you ever watch Eerie Yeah, Indiana? I don't really remember that. That as was much. really, really good. But that was like very, very dark in places. Really dark. Never in a story. The guy's name was Atreyu. Yeah, I knew Atreyu because there's a band called Atreyu. Atreyu, yeah, there is. But yeah, the fucking... The actual... It's something. It's it on ends, the tip of my tongue. But ends I can't in X remember. or something like that. That's really annoying. Find out on the next episode. Yeah. <coughs> so what would you? Um, the princess was hot, man. In that. Yeah, and not, <laughs> I've touched on it before as well. The biggest thing for me was going in the library at school and finding that John Landis book. Yeah. And just looking at all the different effects and stuff, like. No, Thriller was one of the biggest things oh, that we've talked mate. about many times. That about was scaring us and stuff. I was, that just made me more obsessed. So we had the Thriller VHS tape. Mm. which had that making of, and it had John Landis yeah. with Michael Jackson interview. Fucking great interview, I remember. Yeah. And um, that had a scene, a cutaway scene, to American Werewolf London. It, the bit where the werewolf's going through the Times Square. Oh, okay. And people are just flying out of the buses and the blood. You know, there's, that scene's nuts. That stuck okay. with me for quite a while. Okay. That scene. And I, when I watched the movie, it was fucking great. But oh my God. Yeah, that, that, that stuck with me for, for quite some time. Not as good as Moonraker, though, is it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so movies, so that's kind of like what... Per- what would you suggest? For, say if you uh, were suggesting a couple of movies for some young kiddies now that wanted to kind of like not be forced into it, just, you know, there's something that won't scare the crap out of you, but is a gateway horror. Because you're pretty full on, so I want to hear what, what ones you got. I'd make them watch Jaws. Okay. Because I did. Because I think it's like, that's a tester, really. 
Yeah, but kids are different nowadays. I don't give a shit. They go and watch Jaws, <laughs> man. Um, I'd make them watch It. <laughs> Not the new one. I'd make them watch the original. I don't I think that's scary. You couldn't watch the new one. Um, I can Beetlejuice. Yeah, I go with Not, that. Period. Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. The Gate. Yeah. People Under the Stairs. Mm, <laughs> yeah, but how are you going to... Um, can you explain the gimp suit to me? Yeah, fair enough. Maybe not that one. Annie. <laughs> um, yeah, to get them to see if they like that sort of thing, like Halloween, I suppose, Casper, the Adams Family yeah. and stuff like that. To I think of that's to more that. of a thing, like like we touched on, really like Labyrinth. <clears throat> I think like things like the Burbs. Yeah, that's a good shout. I think like things like the Monster Squad that we touched on earlier. Yeah, but I think like, well, I worry about... Oh, the theme to... of it. <laughs> Well, I worry about that being dated. That's my worry. Then, mm. I, and it would really annoy me if, like, the if my kid didn't enjoy it as much as I did. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's difficult. Carry is that you know? If you look, I think if you look at it nowadays, there's like that movie, The House with the Clock in the Walls. You got the Goosebumps movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen them, so I don't really. You know, know stuff like are. Paranormal. How about this? Paranormal. How about Ghost Chase? I've never seen that. Yeah, that's. Do I remember Ghost Chase? <laughs> It's very dated now. What about the Frighteners? Michael mm, J. Fox? Maybe, yeah, maybe. It all depends what age, doesn't it, and stuff, but... I don't know, I try, I try and there. see if they really like... I'd, I'd introduce them to old B-movies. I'd probably try and get them to watch, like... That's a good shout. Like, um, like, 50s Blob and stuff like that. And well, I think, like, um, Frankenstein and... and yeah. You know, the old, old kind of, like, um, Universal Monster yeah, films. Yeah, definitely. Wolfman. That, that would be a great shout. Like the Triffids and stuff like that. Oh. War of the Worlds. Get to watch War of the Worlds, mate. Triffids, mate. That's Day of the Triffids. Absolutely. The Triffids. Fucking freak me out. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> War of the Worlds. Freak me out. Arachnophobia. No. That's because you're a pussy and you're scared of spiders. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a couple. Yeah. It's a good couple. There's that loads I... of different stuff. I mean, you know. I probably wouldn't let them watch, like, you know anything like a nightmare on elm street i wouldn't really want want them watching it but i'd let them if they asked i'd mm. sit down and watch it with them i wouldn't turn them off it i don't think um i'd want to watch it with them what, reckon, what about buffy like tv shows buffy <laughs> buffy the vampire there. um it's not too bad is it really i mean there are some really freaky ones though it's a bit too it's i don't know the jokes are maybe too adult yeah but would they even get them exactly they wouldn't so what's the point in watching it all right. Waste. I wouldn't want to. Wait. I wouldn't want to waste <clears throat> when they're like a bit older. They can appreciate the sarcasm and stuff. Like that. What about Twilight, Paul? Twilight Zone, definitely. <laughs> Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Oh, sorry for you said Twilight. No, the Twilight Twilight Zone. The TV yeah, some of the old stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember watching some of those, like um, the plane, the you know the plane one, um, the one with the kid who has all the uh, is he has the power to do anything and turn anyone into anything that was fucking freaky but There's certain ones maybe you might stay clear of but yeah that's a good shout yeah. Twilight Zone Twilight yeah. Zone would be a good shout cool maybe, maybe creep show uh, mm. uh, interesting not the new one cool nice <laughs> one alright Stranger Things there you go I'd let him watch Stranger, Stranger Things Stranger Things is quite full on I know. places though mate I would let him watch okay. Str- I would let him watch Stranger Things that's fair enough I mate. think that's Gateway that's fair enough because it's got the kids and the kids are fun enough to make it sort of like to bounce off the darkness. You need that. You need something to bounce off the darkness. Yeah. So get yeah, Stranger Things. I think with with the, with the no, comedy. I suppose I suppose we're kind of like looking at it as when we were young to now. You're probably right. Kids would probably relate more to Stranger Things. Than Definitely. Anything. With BMXs and all that sort of stuff. Goonies. That's a 
Great, great gate one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, cool. Lost Boys, probably a bit gory at the end, but, but there you go. Right, should yeah, we, um, because, should we... because of the humour with Lost Boys, I think you can get away with it. Shall we move on to our movie from the vault? Let's do it, best. week's movie from the vault was recommended to me uh, by my good friend that comes into the shop all the time, Simon, and he thought that we might like this one, because um, uh, the kind of uh, things it has in it sounds like it's kind of up our street, but let's have a let's have a look inside in the vault and see if we agree. Um, so, the brief synopsis on this, a cop and his undead partner must chase down the diabolical villain who killed him. <laughs> Short and sweet. Thanks, thanks IMDb. <laughs> Where oh, do we start? What the fuck do I say about this? What's his name? Simon. Yes. Thanks, Simon. Never even knew, knew this movie. Not that. Good. Um, starring Joe Piscopo, oh, Treat Williams. Piscopo, love that. Um... <laughs> Is this the unheard of lethal weapon I wrote? The names of these two guys, these two cops, are fucking brilliant. So Joe Piscopo is his actual name, and his actual is, is Piscopo. Ca- Piscopo. Yeah, well, whatever. Is is Piscopo? His name in the in the actual movie is called Doug Bigelow. Bigelow. Yeah, I can juice Bigelow. That makes me think of all sorts of things. Whether people have seen this movie and Doug, Doug Gigolo. So and the other one is clever. I don't know if you got this. Roger Mortis. Yeah, of course. Uh, very clever, considering yeah. what happens to him. All so right. I didn't know. I didn't know what I was watching. Um, this came out the same time, roughly the same time as They Live, and you could see the sort of like, I don't know. It's a cheesy cop, like comedy cop, buddy cop, buddy cop. Hot, that's what you think it is a buddy cop you, you think about all the buddy cop movies that came out around this time Beverly Hills Cop you've got to remember Turner it's and Huge, yeah. I know K9 um, I'm not living in your world I know yet. I know Lethal Weapon all those buddy cop movies this is like rife and you just look at this going there's something really weird about this they've, they've obviously like getting onto that sort of facade and then what the fuck and it's like these two Blokes with really cheesy 80s hair and like the most cheesy outfits going. It was the 80s. I know. It was so much 80s in this. Um, and then you've got this fucking it's really random shootout that happens at the start where nobody's able to kill anyone. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? I didn't really get it. And then it's like he's going roughing, he's driving up and down in the car, causing as much damage as possible. It's like a cliche of a cop movie. It's brilliant. It is such a cliche. Um, and they're caught, you know, people are dying and they, these two 
robbers aren't dying. They keep getting shot. And I'm like, are they like the worst shots in the world? I don't know what's going on. They're not actually hitting them. I couldn't figure it out because there was no, there's no indication to say that they were hitting them, which is, you know, something to be said about the, the budget and all that sort of stuff. But whatever. Where the way he finishes them off was quite dark, and I thought budget was five million dollars. Fair enough. Bit of blood, bit of gore, you know, lots of guns. And I was thinking, what the fuck? Five million dollars. Five million dollars in nineteen eighty-eight was probably a lot of muller. This is basically a cheesy cop movie with a zombie twist, <clears throat> undead twist. Yeah, I think I think you've got to be kind of a bit open to it because it's like um, you can kind of see what they were doing. So they ha- kind of had the 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 beats. They were like, right, what's massive? Buddy cop movies, great. What's massive? Good looking, muscly guys. But they they were they were like you know, um, Treat Williams is like the everyday eighties chiseled looking you know guy. You know looked a bit like face from the A team. Gets all the ladies obviously. And then you got uh, you know the guy that uh, played Doug Bigelow, Joe Piscopo. Um, that basically was like the kind of big muscly italian would you say italian yeah i don't know with a perm but but yeah but <laughs> and a mullet mullet yeah, perm this is what the ladies <laughs> liked in the 80s mate it's like i fancied him so exactly so show him but up. it's like full of cheap but unique one-liners as well that's what right. i wrote so but i got there to... was a lot that hang on before you go with the one-liners what, what i do want to say is if you're watching this obviously in 1988 you would have overlooked half this stuff but now because we live in this generation that we do some of the stuff in it is completely outrageous now. It's fucking beautifully. But funny. <laughs> beautifully, beautifully outrageous. God. I mean, I, I, I wish I'd written down more, but i got to take a, a leak so bad, my teeth are floating. Yeah, I know. I fucking... I love, love that. I love that. Yeah. I want to use that in everyday life now. <laughs> i got to take a leak so bad, my teeth are floating. Loved it. Just fucking stupid. And there's stupid one-liners all the way through it. Um, there's a really random... Free face monster fight. Yeah, yeah. Which I thought was fucking great. <coughs> I mean, it, it looked really like cool. something, it was so out of like, um, it's sort of like out of touch of the movie that we mm. were watching. This fucking sunset, sunniest. And I'm like, what the fuck am I seeing? It's like something out like of Princess Bride or something. It looked like really that. cool, I thought. Yeah, it was the fucking, it was great. Yeah, yeah. It was a fucking great monster. It's, but so random in this movie. This is the thing I like about it. There's like certain things in it where it's random that, it's kind of like they pieced it together in a weird way. There's like some bits where you're like, oh, what's going on here then? Because there's a bit, obviously spoilers, there's a bit where like his um, dog Bigelow gets killed and you <laughs> don't see what happens. You're like, oh, so he's dead then. Okay then. Yeah, um, that scene happens later on yeah. um, where <laughs> which I was like, we suddenly oh. see he's upside down in a fish tank yeah and i'm like when did he and i i had to go where did he go i, I was watching was this I, I was like was i, I was watching i did i did they skip did they edit yeah, is there something going on and i didn't know what oh, fuck I, I thought i'd missed something i thought it was going mad i thought they cut holes maybe they did i don't know but i thought they cut a whole scene out <laughs> it was like, he wasn't oh, anything to do with them where they were <coughs> where, it's where, weird because they're exploring roger goes to the tomb doesn't he and then he goes back to her house or his house, I don't can't remember and she his the the girl which is hilarious her name was Randy James yeah 
some great names. And she deteriorates because she is. That seems great. Being kept alive by this machine, this zombie kind of machine that's not turning them into zombies, but kind of kind of bringing them back to life but they only have a certain time to live yeah we're talking these are like return of the living dead monsters mm, like zombies they can't be fucking killed really they're, some, yeah. they're kind of invincible it's nuts yeah. but they have this they have do have a timeline in terms of rigor mortis <laughs> aka I thought that was roger good... mortis yeah Very I, clever um, name. I like i like the the way she went the death scene apart from the last bit where the looked a bit dodgy they went they kind of went to um stop motion at the end but the actual <laughs> Yeah, they change it to basket case. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit at the end, yeah. But the, the run up to that was brilliant. Well, yeah. The effects were fantastic. The effects were fucking very good. <coughs> they had a really good of... effects team on this. Which and, is um, so weird. It kind of, um, it kind of, it kind of goes a bit Terminator at the end as well. A bit the way they, um, the, when Roger gets kind of killed again and or blown up, and he's still not dead, and he gets up. It's, it's almost like robotic it's like weird it's like it's almost like terminator like um because he's all like fried and but he still lives and he caught, comes out of the fire and it, it it's kind of like they put all these movies going what's what what the people love they love terminator they love buddy cops they, they like the undead um you know well that's written all over the the trunket of the if you look on imdb they've mm. marked it as like a comedy a horror Hmm. an action movie a sci-fi movie it's got so many fucking genres attached to it but why not yeah yeah but you know look at look at matey boy um uh bong hong joe bong jong ho yeah you know out of korea yeah we don't fucking mock him he makes movies that some that's that don't that kind of ignore genre and this kind of is the same this movie ignores genre yeah, I it just it, fucking put, but it does it in such a random way. Yeah, I think that all the things uh, that they wanted to get in it were interesting, and the storyline's kind of cool. And I mean, the way they get to some, uh, some places in the film are a bit random, but that's just eighties filmmaking, wasn't it? But like the general idea of the film was pretty cool. I quite liked it. I liked it was funny. Idea. I, I laughed. It was funny, I thought yeah. it was funny, wacky, random. Especially the weird. bit when he turns around to Roger after he's in the jacuzzi and he says, Roger, you were down there for about five minutes holding your breath. Can you teach my girlfriend that? Yeah, there's so much fucking <laughs> wrong in, uh, you know, the, the, Me Too, <coughs> the Me Too movement. Oh, love fuck this it. Movie. I liked it. <laughs> but um, it's good 80s fucking goodness. And I'm gutted that. Yeah, I was It's nice to know. It's, I was very, very entertained. Just because of the cheesy one-liners and the re- stupid relationship, those two clearly had fun. <laughs> they were clearly having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how they fucking cast them, but they, the, they were clearly One of the most random fun. bits is when Roger goes in and buys some lipstick. And he comes out. And he's like, what colour did you get? Oh, Mulberry Kiss. I'm like, so weird. Fucking bad. It's like a, sometimes it reminds me of like Airplane. Yeah, a little like bit. Some, yeah. Of the, some of the like one-liners, <coughs> surely. Don't call me, and don't call me surely. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, was, it was really slapstick in some of the, in some moments and stuff like that. And the dead shootout at the end was brilliant. It was a great line at the end. You can't forget one major thing in this movie, dude. Welcome to Zombieland. Yeah. That's good. That's good, yeah. But you can't forget, Vincent Price, in it, Price is in this fucking movie, man. He is, he, for about... Obviously, he got you know, three, paid a bit shitload of money. Three and a half minutes. For like <laughs> a two-minute video in the middle, and then quite a beefy bit at the end. He kind of just did. Where you're like, 
Why hasn't he run away yet? Why is yeah. he stood there in the hallway looking out? Don't Who are you? Blow up my machine. <laughs> he would have run off by that. It's funny. Yeah, so whoever made this, I mean, we should probably know who actually made this movie, but um, I saw a goof in the the mix. It was so blatant that I actually saw it, because I'm rubbish at seeing goofs and stuff like that. I don't don't ever get to see them until someone else points them out. Mm. But this was fucking blatantly obvious. He gets his finger shot off. Okay. At one stage. or, Or bitten off, or something, I can't remember. But he's got a fucking hand up, and he's got six fingers. Six fingers. Yeah, well, he, he's got five actual fingers and then one fake one that's been blown off. It's fucking weird. Amazing. It's so so great in terms of. Yeah, I wrote I wrote that down earlier. Doug has Doug Doug hung upside down. What the fuck? Because I was like, pff, I don't know what the fuck. I was I like, don't you dare write Doug off like that. Because he's <laughs> got to come back and lo and behold, he does. Thank God. Yeah. At the end, and he comes back in great fashion and a lovely little shootout. No, enjoyed that for yeah, it was good it was good, a really good watch I really enjoyed that really good I'm hoping that you've got some fucking good Matt's facts you know what there weren't fucking many <laughs> I tried to dig for these and I had to dig hard for these there weren't many so th- this is the weirdest thing I fucking found out originally the person that went for the role of Doug Bigelow was none other and you're going to believe this was UK stand-up Bernard Manning <laughs> it's okay. got to be a lie that's fucking ridiculous it's got to be a lie surely someone but just if said that's true mate it's, it's, I don't know what Bernard Manning looked like in 1988 but I don't think so that just would have been fucking hilarious it depends which way they were going for maybe they were going for pure comedy and then they went a different way maybe maybe I don't know let's have a, a UK <laughs> comic northern comic mm. weird um Obviously, you touched on it earlier. Roger Mortis is a Mortis is Latin for death, and obviously Roger, rigor mortis, Roger. I don't know. It's very clever. Yeah. Nice body, little pun on body the count name. of thirty-two in this movie. I could say that. Look high. Look. Mm. Yeah. Now, there was going to be a possible sequel to this, <laughs> but it was never made. But apparently, the executive said to the guy who made it, like. Uh, producer, uh, producer of New World Pictures apparently said, oh, you've got to make a sequel. It's got to be done. And he was like, oh, well, how can I? The two main characters are dead. They they die at the end, clearly die at the end. Yeah. He's like, yeah, but you've got a resurrection machine. So work it out. But there was never a sequel. I mean, made. to be fair, he ain't wrong. They could have just blagged it. Mm, but it was never made. Good. <laughs> oh, I think they should remake it or reboot it. That'd be amazing. I'd put money up for that. All right. Definitely on Kickstarter. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was fucking good, random a as good, well. A good, and a good laugh. And thanks, Simon. I, you t- definitely did me solid there. Yeah, I, really, really I good. I never fun. heard of it until you told it to me. And it's, I love finding these like hidden little gems. More, please. Anyone else got some hidden little gems in the 80s? Tell us and we'll watch them. But I suppose we've got to go on to the next pick, which is... Am I getting the pick? I've got to rate um, Dead Heat first. Oh, mate. okay. Yeah. Go on then. What are you, what are you rating it? <laughs> I'm going to give it... I enjoyed it that much. I'm going to give it eight breaths out of ten. Oh. Okay, I was going to give it a seven. It's just fucking good fun, man. <coughs> cool. Right up there. Fucking good right up bastard. there. Well, I guess it's my turn to pick now, is it? Because you, Simon, it Simon, Nick, your pick, technically. Yeah. So, well, we've got a treat for the next episode. We'll be recording on a very special date. So I decided we- to uh, pick a movie for that particular date. And we're going to be watching Friday the 13th. Oh, is that? Oh, and recording okay. on Friday the 13th. 
Fantastic. Part seven. <laughs> Not no. part seven. No, we watch part, we watch uh, Friday the Thirteenth Part One. Oh, the first one. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We will start. We'll get Kevin Bacon in. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Uh, and then we're maybe for something to scream about. We're talk about all things Friday the Thirteenth. Maybe around the mythology around the date. Okay. Maybe around some of the movies and stuff that we liked. Go deep balls. Okay. Deep balls, balls deep. Whatever you like. Cool. You happy with that? You happy with a bit of Friday the Thirteenth? We don't. <laughs> yeah. We haven't done Halloween yet. Friday the Thirteenth is a classic. So no, yeah, we, it, it was a long time coming, but that's good timing. No, sounds All good. Right then, so next episode we have for our main review the Invisible Man. Our seven screen about where we'll talk about all things Friday the Thirteenth, and our move from the vault, which I've just pulled, is Friday the Thirteenth. Cool. I guess there's only more one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at Draw One Last, Instagram at Draw One Last Breath, or pop us an email at Draw One Last Breath Pod at Hotmail.com.